Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Josh Allen's a curious one, isn't he? Mm. He has the most touchdowns total in the NFL this year. He has the most yards total in the NFL this year. The only person that has more turnovers than him at the quarterback position is Sam Howell in Washington for the Commanders. Who got benched. Yes. So... Very, very curious. Um, Mark actually said this yesterday on his show, and it's you got to go. You got to really go with me on this one. All right, on hit, go with him, I guess. Sure. He said Allen really reminds him of Terry Bradshaw. Okay. And at first, you're like Terry Bradshaw wasn't a six foot five mm-hmm. uh, water buffalo. Is in the, the better of the comparison field. not Ben? No, but here's why he said Terry. Because Terry threw picks all the time, and Terry didn't care about throwing no <laughs> interceptions because Terry knew he was throwing four touchdowns anyway. I see that a lot in Josh. He could give two bleeps about throwing yeah, two I mean, look at look at what happened on yeah, Sunday he night. Care. He literally doesn't care because mm-hmm. guess what? I'm going to score a touchdown the next drive. Mm-hmm. That's his mindset. He is not afraid of the interception. He's not afraid of turning the ball over because he knows he is going to overcome those turnovers for the most part. Um, this year really tested that theory because he was turnover happy and they started six and six, but he, he proved it again. Like I can make up for this, even in the macro, not just in the micro level of a, of a game. Looking at a single game, bouncing back from two picks, like couldn't stop turning the ball over in the first half of the season. They go six and six, then you know he just ma- he overcomes it by winning five straight games down the stretch and getting into the playoffs at eleven and six and being the number two overall seed in the AFC. Um, Picks don't worry him, Mm-mm. and the Steelers can get a couple interceptions in this game. In fact, I think they they're gonna have to. Mm-hmm. And it's it's such a weird paradox. And this was the paradox that I had on Sunday night. I'm sitting there watching that game. Dolphins win. Steelers go to KC. Bills win. Steelers go to Buffalo. Who do I want? You know, the Bills are on fire right now, but the Chiefs have been struggling a little bit. But they still have Mahomes, and it's an it's an Arrowhead. Like, who do I want here? And I'm going, I, I, I kind of would like the Bills because Allen throws a ton of interceptions. He turns the ball over a ton. And as I'm watching, I'm like, but the problem is he's turning the ball over a ton right now, and I won't get the Bills because of his turnovers. Mm-hmm. It's such a paradox. But then he comes back and he wins. And I'm like, okay, they can we beat get the Bills. Him. They can force turnovers. He can be interception happy, and that gives the Steelers a chance. But he can still he can win. He throw five touchdowns mm-hmm. on top of that. So, I'm not confident in this game, but I do like that angle, and I do think that the sheer volume of turnovers committed by Josh Allen gives you some hope as a Steelers fan. Yeah, it has to. I mean, this this team, 
relies on its splash plays, the same being the Steelers, relies on the defensive turnovers, the, the sacks, the the big losses of yards. That's what they rely on, and that's not a bad thing because, like, like we've pointed out, they're the sixth best team against scoring uh, in the NFL this year. Now, T.J. Watt being out of the game certainly doesn't help that because a lot of those turnovers, you could say, come from the pressure that T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith bring together. But I won't say that, you know, Nick Herbig and Marcus Golden alongside Alex Highsmith can't bring pressure with Cam Hayward in there, with Keanu Benton in there. So just because, yes, you lose a huge piece doesn't mean that you're not going to force Josh Allen, who's super turnover-heavy, you're not going to force him into any turnover just because one guy isn't on the field. I mean, Mika Fitzpatrick will be out there. Mika Fitzpatrick alongside DeMonte KZ, alongside Eric Rowe, alongside Joey Porter Jr. will all be out there. So I'm not just going to say that because your best player on defense isn't out there doesn't mean the guy who's been, what, the second high, is the second most turnovers in the league this year behind Josh Sam Allen Howell? That he's all of a sudden not going to turn the ball over against a team that relies on. No, turnovers. you're going. This is the thing for the Steelers. You're going to get your chances. Mm-hmm. Catch the ball. Right. Yeah. You have to capitalize on his airs. He's going to make them. Mm-hmm. He's going to force the ball. Up. Right. Of course. Just throw off his back foot. Gabe Davis may coverage. not play, so it's going to be uh, 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 Stephon Diggs and everybody else. And I love having JPJ because mm-hmm. that means we can erase Stephon Diggs, mm-hmm. who, by the way, not playing as many snaps. Not getting the ball as much, but not really bitching and moaning. So what does that tell you? He's hurt. Something's wrong with Stefan Diggs. Because if he won't get in playing time like he's used to and not mm-hmm. getting the ball like he's used to, and, and he, he was fully healthy. healthy, I know Stefan Diggs. Well, you he's going to make people hear about it. Any receiver in the NFL. But we know right. him, too. He's done right. it before. He, right, in he, Minnesota. He saw it. We mm-hmm. saw it in Buffalo. He went up yeah, to, right. to Josh Allen last year uh, in the Bengals playoff game and, and got right. into his face about all the turnovers and stuff. So I think a little something's bothering Stefan Diggs. And JPJ, you got that eraser now. So with Gabe Davis being out, they're already limited weapon-wise as far as that uh, wide receiver room is concerned. But my concern is the tight end room for the Buffalo Bills. Really starting to come on strong of late, and I think going to have to do even more heavy lifting if Davis is out. Yeah, for sure. And they're going to be target. I mean, <clears throat> they they've had great success throwing the ball to the tight ends this year, and the Steelers have not had great success covering. The tight ends. No, they have not. But if there's any indication or to be positive about this, it's that Atlanta Roberts should be out there. God, you expect him. I mean, what a dude. I I was talking about this. I don't know. There isn't like an official. Um, award like like we had we saw that Joey Porter Jr. won Team Rookie of the Year. We saw that T.J. Watt won Team MVP. Uh, we saw Pat Pete win the um, uh, what's the name of that one? The Chief Award. The Chief Award, yeah, right? Dealing with the media. Um, there's gotta be a, a tough son of a bitch award, especially if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? We'll have and it's gotta our, go to Alandon we'll Roberts. We'll have that in our award show at the end of the year. We'll have the tough son of a bitch award for sure, and it will go to Alandon Roberts. Um. I like his response in the locker room after the game where they asked him about fighting through it, and he said, well, that's why I play the game, and that's why you report on the game. And it was funny, though. He was joking. Yeah, right. He wasn't trying to throw them under the bus, right. What a performance from him. Going to need him big time in this game against the Bills. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, the the, the Bills obviously have their weapons at tight end. Stop the run, too. Sorry to jump in front of you. No, you're okay. James Cook with his 1,000-yard season. They actually have a running back now. 
know, he averaged 4.7 mm-hmm. yards per carry. He had two t- He only had two, two toddy. Jesus, Josh Allen had 15 rushing touchdowns this year. Yeah. Good Lord. That yeah, made, I mean, that literally made me stop, stop in my tracks. Stop James, stop Cook, James Cook, but stop Josh Allen also. I don't know if you can do that one, but stop Try James your best, Cook. maybe. Stop James Cook. Now the weather. We know it's supposed to be maybe snowing in Buffalo. It's not like you're playing the air raid Patrick Mahomes Chiefs, so it's not like it's a total advantage for the Steelers because mm-hmm. the Bills just run the hell out of the football too. But I do like it as far as I think Allen isn't just going to be like, I'm just going to run and run and run. He's going to want to pass, and bad weather could force him into even more mistakes uh, than he would make even if he was playing in a dome. He was down in Miami last week in perfect weather, and he mm-hmm. made two boneheaded mistakes. So do you think the weather does, in a way, favor the Steelers? I know it's a road game in this weather, but I just think the Bills are going to be more tempted to pass the ball to kind of utilize all of their offensive weaponry. Uh, maybe not as much as they're used to in, in normal weather, but more than the Steelers, I think, mm-hmm. would be used to. And that could lead to some bad plays from Buffalo side of things. That mm-hmm. could lead to some turnovers. Um, whereas the Steelers, you know, if Nosh is, is rolling and Jalen's Warren, Jalen Warren's rolling – they're not going to be tempted to be like, well, we should let Mason drop back and, and throw a few. You know, Mason needs to get a little rhythm going. Like, nah, if they're running and grounding it through five inches of snow, five yards at a time, Steelers, I think, are going to be inclined to just keep on trucking. Whereas the Bills, I think they're going to look to to continue to play, um, you know, offense as usual. It's not going to be as bad as this storm was, but you remember a few years back when the Patriots went into Buffalo and beat them, running right. ball like eighty straight right, times. Right, right, the Bills right. just kept like trying. I think I think Mac Jones went like two of three that but the game. Bills just yeah, not right. like they usually do, but the Bills just kept trying to pass the ball. They kept trying to use their offense like they're in it. Just wasn't working. So again, not going to be that drastic of a weather situation. There is going to be some weather involved, and I, I kind of like that as far as the Steelers are concerned because I think it kind of feeds into them more than it does the Bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I think there are a lot of things that can align for the Steelers' favor. I mean, going back to the turnovers, the the Buffalo Bills uh, have the seventh most turnovers, or rather giveaways, um, in the NFL. I mean, and when you add this weather on, you add the conditions. I mean, let's not forget, Tom, um, the the Dolphins last year with, I'm going to forget his name again. Please help me out. Skylar Thompson. Went into Buffalo and lost that game by a field goal. Yep. They this were. is not this is not a a unbeatable team in in Buffalo, no matter what the circumstances are. But the circumstances this year are that Josh Allen and the team overall turns the ball over a heck of a lot. The weather is conducive to turnovers, and your team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, while the, the, the Bills are, what, top 10 or, or bottom 10 in giveaways, the Steelers are, like, top five. They're, they're top four. They have the fourth least amount of giveaways this season by any NFL team. So you you play mistake-free football, stick to the run, which allows you to play mistake-free football because assuming Najee Harris won't have his third career fumble, and you force the ball over by Josh Allen – it really this this game is not you know that line right now is said I think at ten points. I'm shocked it's that high. I think it could be a lot closer than that. 
Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrified horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Does seem a little bit high. I wonder if the TJ injury is yeah, maybe. to do with that. And that's the big fear in Steelers Nation is because, yeah, we're talking all these turnovers and forcing Josh Allen to making mistakes, but the guy who forces a lot of those mistakes, just even by his presence on the field, the fear factor is not going to mm-hmm. be there. And the Bills are very, very good at protecting Josh Allen. They give up like 1.4 sacks per game, and it's like 1.1 sacks per game at home. So it's even better in their fortress is a lot of that Josh Allen's ability to bounce off of would-be tacklers like Ben Roethlisberger used to Mm -hmm. in the day. Of course. Um, But I'm just saying they do a good job of avoiding the sack to begin with, and now the sack master of the entire league ain't going to be there. But... Herbig and Golden give me more confidence than in years past. Mm-hmm. I think those two combined with now this goes without saying, but you're going to need a huge game from Highsmith. He's going to have to, you know, forget the Robin. You, know, you got to put that that red, orange, and green tights aside, and you got to get the black. You got to get the the black and the uh, the blue on. You got to you got to go Batman. You have to be the guy, and I think he can be, especially because I think if the Bills look at it as all right, Watts out. We just have to deal with Highsmith, send all of our, you know, schemes, send all of our game plan towards neutralizing Highsmith. Golden and Herbig are going to take advantage of those one-on-ones on the other side. Uh, take advantage of those one-on-ones early, you know, get the attention off of Highsmith solely, make them, force them to pay attention to you as well, your duo there. Mm-hmm. And then I think Highsmith can be freed up to have a big game as well. So I don't, I'm, maybe I'm being too optimistic here and maybe I'm just trying to talk myself into something that's not. Losing TJ is a devastating blow, but I just don't know if I'm ready to call it a death blow as I have in years past. Yeah, I'm with you, and I, you know, I agree with you that Herbig and and Marcus Golden's presence is more reassuring than the depth you've had at that position in the past. But I also, I'll, I'll, I'll I mentioned this in our first episode today, Tom. They've done this before this season. They've overcome injury. And like you pointed out, not just overcoming injury to a guy, right? They overcame extended periods of time without Cam Hayward, without Minka Fitzpatrick. And they they stayed afloat. Not that they did perfect, and not that they all of a sudden became the, the, the number one defensive unit against the run or against the pass, but they stayed afloat. They did enough to not allow blowouts. I think what was the one 
I guess it was the Colts game, right? The Colts game was the only time all year where they really got blown out since that fourth week of the season when they got blown out by the uh, Houston Texans, right? It was a close game against the Patriots. It was a relatively close game until garbage time against the Cardinals. Um, and then obviously they won their last three games of the year, but during that period they were they were missing their best players and they still weren't letting games get out of hand. Maybe games seemed out of hand just because at that point the offense wasn't able to score more than 10 points a game. So as soon as the other team scored two touchdowns, you thought it was over. But now with an offense who scored 34, 30, 34 against the Bengals, 30 against the Seahawks, and 17 against a divisional foe, Baltimore in the rain, um, last week of the season with everything on the line, 17 points was enough. Uh, so I'm not going to complain about the offense. And, and Cam Hayward, right? has said multiple times throughout this last three weeks saying, I got to give our offense credit. You know, they're finally giving us a break. You know, it didn't have to be a final score of 16 to 10, 13 to 10, 20 to 10, you know, 20 to 16, whatever the low scoring was. They were able to allow 23 points against the Seahawks and still get away with the win because their offense put up 30 points, you know? So I'm with you. I, I don't think that... I don't think that you can ever recreate the productivity and the defensive presence that T.J. Watt brings, but this year of any year, I am much more confident in the Steelers' ability to move on and 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 win a game without T.J. Watt. And I'm sure that's hard to to really be okay with saying because they've only done it one time since what 2020. Since 2020, they've only won one game without T.J. Watt starting. So it's it's hard to, for me to say I'm I'm confident that they can do it, but you really feel best prepared this year than you ever have before. I'm not ready to say the Steelers can, are going to beat the Bills, um, but I I do think and I feel really strongly that this is going to be a good game. I, I think it's going to yeah, be a close. It's not going to be the Kansas City game well, listen, that we saw from the past a few years three ago. Three times we've been in the playoffs, it's been blowouts. It's been boring games. It's been you know really getting punched in the face right away, and then never being able to really recover. I'll um, go. I'll you, you said the last three times. I'll go the last four games because you have the Chiefs game. You're the Browns game, you're the Jags game. The last playoff game they played before that the was the Patriots yeah, game in the AFC Championship AFC game. They got blowout. Blown out. They got the doors blown out. So, yeah, each of the last three times they've made it, but the last four games yeah, have all been four blowouts. games for sure. But that that other, because they had the two wins in front of that Sure. One. But I'm just saying the last three appearances in the playoffs have been one-and-dones, and they've been uh, embarrassing one-and-dones. Mm-hmm. I know that Jags score looks a lot closer than it, it really was. It was not. Uh, and then the Browns and the, the Chiefs just mollywopped you. So, mm-hmm. um that's like really a lot of what I'm nervous about is like please just like sure. not get blown out again. I really don't think they are. I think that this is going to be a very tight competitive football game between these two teams. Uh, that spread being ten points, I take those points. It's all weird that it's I, so high. I think isn't that's it? a ton of points for a playoff game, uh, especially in the elements that they're predicting might happen. I I would take those points and run to the bank with them. The Steelers are a better team, I think, this year than that team even though they had been in his final year. But I think they're a better team this year than they were against the in Chiefs. That game against the Chiefs. And I think the Bills are a worse team than those Chiefs were. Oh, so yeah. I, you know, I think you're getting you're closing the gap in both, both The sides. Chiefs, I mean, were AFC champions or would have been AFC champions had, you know, Joe Burrow not come to town. Shiesty. Uh but I agree with you. I think I mean, especially this season, you know, there's no team other than Baltimore and San Fran that stick out to you. And 
Baltimore is really the equivalent of Kansas City from the past however many years, just the overall favorite, just who can maybe slow them down. Um, So the fact that you're not going up against that juggernaut is a really good sign for you. The fact that you have this Buffalo team that was at one point, what, 6-6 and through 12 weeks or through 12 games? games? Yeah, granted, you know, I'm saying, oh, they were only 6-6. and They've, yeah, as you pointed out, they've won five straight to close out the season or four straight or something like that, but... You can beat a team that started off six and six. You know, it's not. It's not like you know they they, they coasted all year sure. long. I it's mean, not like a typical two seed. You know, when you played the Chiefs a couple years ago, I don't even know what what was they it? were the two seed. The Steelers were the they, seven. Right, right, right. Because I think the Titans the got seed, yeah. right, right, right. But the Chiefs that year, I don't think they were any like. I don't think they had the most daunting record because somehow the 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 Titans got the. Um, the number one seed, but they were still the Chiefs. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, still there. Travis Kelsey, still there. Tyreek Hill, still there. So I can't really say that I'm really that much more intimidated by the Bills compared to how I was against the Chiefs. I think I think you're absolutely right. I think this is a, a winnable game. I, I'm with you. I'm not ready to say I think the Steelers are going to win on sun, on Sunday, but I think it's a, I think it's a, a game that's going to have some fight to it for sure. I think Steelers Nation is going to be into this game for a full 60 minutes or close to a full 60 minutes. I think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. And honestly, as a team that was sitting at 7-7 seven and seven and turning to your third-string emergency quarterback to save your season, which he did, um, I would gladly take a close game in the fourth quarter yeah. with all of Pittsburgh on the edge of their seat thinking, can we do this? And I even mean, if you don't, I think that would be a really great effort by this team in Buffalo. As long as it's not close and it should have been a blowout by the Steelers because of Mason Rudolph, I think you got to feel really good about it. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say. With TJ being out, I'm not really feeling the sense of like doom and gloom like you're mm-hmm. usually feeling. And I think the reason why is because of Mason. And as bizarro as that sounds, you tell Tom from four months ago about that, he'd punch you right in the face, you Mm -hmm. liar. (laughs) But that's where we're at right now. The reality is his quarterback play is giving you hope in this game despite losing the best player on your team. You know, for a change, I think Steelers Nation is saying, yeah, our MO is TJ Watt wrecked the game, dragged the Bills into the mud, win a game like 16-13. to but I also think we might be able to score like 25 points or we could get to 30 if we have to. Not saying you would. This is the best defense Mason's going to face by far, especially with the Ravens resting some key players. But all I'm saying is I don't think it's as far-fetched in people's minds as it has been in the past with the past quarter, no. couple quarterbacks. And, I, and I'm really sick of saying or people saying, well, you played Cincinnati, who doesn't have Burrow, and you played Seattle, who's not a really good defense, and then you played Baltimore, who's playing all their back their backups. So Mason really hasn't had a real test. I think that's that's BS, if you ask me. Even if he hasn't had a real test, three straight games with 112 plus pressure rating yeah. is is you know the the Mahomes and Herbert have only done that three times this year, gone over 110 as far as their passer mm-hmm. rating is concerned. Um, so. You don't think that they've played some cupcakes along the way? You don't think that they've had some easy opponents along the way? Of course they have. You still have to go out and ball out against those easy opponents. I'd hear you out if Mason was in charge of the team coming into halftime against Arizona when Kenny Pickett went out, lost that game, and then he lost New England, and then he lost Indy, and then, or, I'm sorry, if he had won that Arizona game, won against New England, won against Indy, but then lost 
to Cincy, mm. Seattle, Baltimore. I hear you out for sure. I think if somehow if you did that and then you made it to the playoffs, we'd be saying, yeah, the Steelers had no shot. Buffalo's this hot team. Steelers are reeling. Oh, we have no idea who second, the, but now he's cooled off. We yeah. have no idea who the quarterback of yeah, the future is going to be because right. it's not Mitch, and, and you don't, don't know if it's going to be Mason or Kenny. You don't, don't know if it's going to be either. Any, we don't yeah, have right. a hot hand anymore. But now the you fact have, that he started or he finished strong, right? Yes, right. That gives you a a sense of confidence. I think that hasn't been there in the past when TJ Watts. I don't when know. TJ Watts been out. I feel like the vibes are always well. They just have no chance. But I I don't get that sense right now. No, I don't either. Uh, you know, and I, I, I flash back to the start of last season when the Steelers went into Cincinnati as a huge underdog. TJ Watt was looking like he's going to win back-to-back defensive MVPs, and then he gets hurt on what the final drive of the game or one of the one of the last drives and regulation of that game. And you think, well, here you go. You know, you got juggernauts coming up. You got Buffalo. You got Miami. You got Philadelphia. Um, there was another good team thrown in the mix there. There's no way you can survive without TG Watt. And what did they do, Tom? They went three, they went two and six and then three and seven to start the year. So of course you're gonna feel that. Yes, you would have felt that way last year, given the state of the team. The quarterback situation was certainly not figured out. You felt good about Kenny Pickett, but you weren't hundred percent sure. Uh you can only hope for the best. And, you know, another huge factor is the depth. The depth that's there this year is it's not fair to compare the depth this year to any each of the past what two or three years, dating back to when Melvin Ingram was signed. No, I think the depth has been tested a lot. I've already forgotten the guy they brought in from Denver last year. Oh, um, uh, the yes, I know who you're talking. I know about. I'm the really outside, bad with the names. outside linebacker. I know I'm very bad with he, names. He did not do no anything no. for the Steelers. Um, but this year has not been the case. The guys that they have brought in have been. Not only uh, doing what they were brought in to do well, but then have also been thrown into more roles and in, in, in deeper roles and in, in bigger roles because of the injuries and because of you know some lack of of play from other people on the roster. And it's just been such a great job, like you said, Omar Khan really really did a great job in his mm-hmm. first in his first season. season. Yeah, yeah, no no doubt about it. So excited i feel malik like malik reed sorry i, I just like, had to get uh, out there malik reed was the guy craig robinson in pineapple express when he's in the car he's like this I'm is so exciting, exciting. That's how he's about to go kill seth rogan uh, and james franco part. i mean come on i'm about to go kill buffalo baby and the bills no hot wings this week and we're not we're not eating buffalo no. wings this no, week. No, 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 get, that, no. get that out of you your appetite barbecue wings no you know what we're just gonna go no wings what, what about Barbecue nuggets. I'll give you nuggets. Like boneless wings. You like those nuggies. Can we're I not, do we're boneless not playing wings? Kansas City, so we won't we can do the nuggies for Andy. Can I do boneless wings? No boneless wings. Oh! No boneless wings. What about like Tyson's like frozen chicken tenders? I'll With some barbecue sauce. I'll allow it. I'll right, allow cool. that. Cool, cool, cool. Just I just don't want to get anywhere close to Buffalo. You know, yeah. I don't wanna I don't want to tempt the gods there at all. You can gear up with the latest sideline apparel hats or jerseys of your favorite players. Authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops. And I mean, come on, they're in the playoffs. Get some mm-hmm. merch, baby. Buy some gear. It's perfect time to do so. Get some playoff gear. <laughs> Acrosure Stadium, the Grove City Premium Outlets, or the Tanger Outlets are where you can find the Pro Shops, or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com. All right, little appetizer down Appetiz. about the Bills. We'll get into the Bills a lot more as we march through the week. Let's look around the NFL here in our last episode. Let's talk about the rest of the playoff picture that formed, how it formed, and some of the games that we're so excited about. 
on the NFL slate for Wild Card Weekend. That's on the way on the Steelers Standard. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 